sir. We wear caps and sleeves at this level, son. Understood? Playoffs are here, baby. This episode of the California Penal League podcast is your playoff primer. Uh, your Cleveland Guardians are headed to the wild card series, the weekend uh, wild weekend wild wild card series. Uh, I hope that it turns out to be. Um, we, as of right now, as of this recording, uh, do not know for sure. I suppose who they will be playing that weekend, but it's by all accounts, it seems as though it might be the Rays, which I'd be curious to get your guys thoughts on that i have my own thoughts on the rays i mean i think i would prefer no matter how much the mariners may or may not be struggling i think i would still take the rays despite them being like playoff stalwarts at this point uh but i'll let what, what do you guys think if if assuming things hold and the guardians play the rays where, where are your heads at on that um i like I, i'm excited for seattle fans because it's been so long so, I mean, I, you know, I've always respected the Rays. They do things a similar way to the, uh, to Cleveland, how they, how they've done it the last couple of decades. Um, I, I, I just, uh, I think I'm, I'm always nervous about the Rays because they always have a, a postseason gear. Um, but I like that the games are at home. Obviously, um, you know, this team has been really good the last two months and, um, Seattle's, I know they're in a bit of a slump, but their starting pitching still makes me super nervous. And they, you know, they can they can get a lot of runs really fast. So I, I think my thing I'm most nervous about the Rays with is the amount of former Cleveland Indians that are on that team. And I just I I just feel like you know the curse side of things. But I'm going to try to not live in that fear because I'm just like this whole everything now is just gravy for this season. So I'm just going to try to enjoy it. Yeah. Um... I think I'd rather face the Rays as well. Um, that weekend series against them. All of those games were pretty close and tight. Uh, I, I still have some. Maybe I'm a little bit, you know, a prisoner of a moment. But, um, you know, that, that Mariners series earlier in, in September, about a month ago now, uh, did not sit with me well. And like Fab said, I think they're pitching in Seattle's a little bit better. I mean, when the Rays came into town last week, they they gave us their all. I mean, they, they were probably running out. Probably the, Everybody. You know, we, we probably saw what they were going to throw at us next weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And <clears throat> those were tight ball games. Um, and I think that we match up a little bit better because I mean, well, no, no, I guess we did have, um, well, they've hit Bieber they've and McKenzie. Hit now I'm thinking back to it. Year. They did go uh, games one and game... two. Yeah. Yeah. McClanahan, they hit, uh, earlier in Tampa. I remember, I remember this season. Um, it would be very, I mean, you're, you're going to have to potentially deal with playoff Corey Kluber and who knows what that might bring you. Although Kluber doesn't really pitch much past five innings these days anyway. So if you yeah. can get him out of the game early, yeah, but- uh, that would be beneficial. And then I believe Tyler Glass now would start game three, probably pitch three innings 
and then they do some sort of bullpen thing if they had to uh, for game three. But even that, I would still put, I would still rather put this offense against that staff than I would against like Luis Castillo and Robbie Ray in those first two games. That's like, I don't care how much the Mariners may or may not have like started to like cool down a little bit in this, in these last week or so. I don't want to face those guys in a short series. I, I really don't. I, I, I don't care for those. Because like Castillo and Robbie Ray are like elite AL pitchers. Those are like two of the Especially best this year. in the American League. And that would be a really difficult proposition to try and win one of those two. Uh, whereas in a Rays series, and this, this sometimes works, but sometimes it doesn't, is like, the Rays are going to be one of the quicker teams to like just pull the trigger and go to their bullpen, and that can backfire, especially against right. an offense like the Guardians. I think actually the Guardians type of lineup bodes better for a postseason format. Oh yeah, where where other managers get that itchy finger to start like trying to play matchups and like pulling guys early. I think that just makes the Guardians that plays into their hands. So, yeah, matchup well, wise, also, I would go that route. I would say the other thing is the Rays are going to be coming off like eighteen games on the road or fifteen games on the road to finish the season, and then they come into town for three more. Like, that, yeah, that starts dragging on you. The other thing too is last, this past series. Between um, between Franco and a Rosarina, the Guardians only allowed like three hits between those two guys over those three games, and all and, of them were Wander Franco hits. And Franco's on and off got the I believe wrist problems. Yeah, I mean, and he, he's not a the, power threat. I mean, but he's a very much like a you know what we got with Quan and Brennan. You know. Mm-hmm. Gets on base. Yeah, I, I still, I, I just, there, maybe, and like you said, Chris, maybe it's that, maybe it's that, like, uh, you know, prisoner of what happened earlier in the season and in early September. But there's just something about the Mariners. I just don't. I just want to avoid. Yeah, I'd like to avoid them. <laughs> no, let's just avoid it. Yeah, let's just let's, let's just avoid it. Yeah, let's just. And I, just I just looked up. Both the Rays and uh, Mariners look like they lost today. So it's two games. So the Mariners are right now two games ahead with, with two, two, two to go. Three, two to go, yeah. Let yeah. me just double so, check that to make sure I, I, I am correct. And then I don't know who has the tiebreaker, but. Oh, just, I'm sorry. The Tigers and Mariners are currently playing. The Tigers are up 4 1. And. The Rays did lose to Boston today. Okay. So, by all accounts, it seems to be the Rays. So, we'll just pretend that that's going to be the case. Although, we can talk about the Mariners if we so choose. But, um, yeah, no, it, I mean, I, I, there's a lot of good stuff leading in, into the postseason. It's not as if the Guardians have stopped, you know, playing their brand of baseball or haven't or have let up off the gas because... Uh, they most certainly haven't to this point. They're 90 wins right now. There's two more games left to try and up that. But hitting that 90 win threshold is just so juicy. I love, yeah, I mean, very much. I, it's like 
that that that's such a mental thing and i you know i don't know if that's for like fans or the team or whatever but like there's something about hitting that 90 win mark that just is like such a great sense of accomplishment no matter what yeah even if i think it's a it's a legitimizer yeah it is right and like i think as of right now in all of baseball the guardians have like the seventh or eighth best record in all of baseball let's take a look it's something like that um and that's i you know I, people don't give them enough credit for that either. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they're there's, playing six, there's six teams that have a better record and we're tied with the Jays. Okay. So okay. you're tied for the seventh best record. Like that is nothing to sneeze at. That's a great season, no matter what. And, you know, now you've got for September, you have Stephen Kwan being named AL rookie of the month. You've got Emmanuel Classe getting AL reliever of the month. Um, For the second and third time, respectively. Right. So half the season, Classe's had reliever of the month. A third of the season, Quan has been the AL rookie of the month. And with his last, like, two weeks, probably going to garner a significant share of rookie of the year votes, would be my guess. I I don't Um, know how he can't. I mean... I would assume, I guess, Julio Rodriguez would win it, but I don't know. It might be closer than people think at this point, based on like the stretch run here, because Julio's been hurt a little bit with that back. So that's interesting to me. I mean, I could see maybe an upset pick. You know, I could see an interesting, uh, maybe upset on that front. But, um, but yeah, I mean, so R- Rushman is also probably in consideration. Yeah, too. he's in consideration. I saw his stats; they're good, they're really good. Rushman's having a really, yeah. really good rookie year. Um, let's see what else. So, okay, here's another. I know you have something, Chris, that you want to get out there, but I want to throw this out to you as well. Let's not forget about the guy who runs this whole ship, Jose Ramirez. Um, I saw an interesting stat uh, earlier today about Jose. That Jose Ramirez is the first and only player in Cleveland franchise history to achieve all of the following milestones in one season. So he's the only guy in Cleveland history to have this particular type of season of 120 uh, RBIs, 25 home runs, 40 doubles, and 20 stolen bases. He's the first player in Major League Baseball to do it since Sean Green in 1999. So literally nobody for 22 years has had a season like Jose Ramirez. And it's so, isn't that so funny that like he's quote unquote, like struggled over the past 23 maybe, seasons. Yes. 23 said 99, seasons. Right? Yeah. 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 23 seasons. You're right. Um, and then one other stat is even rarer. Jose Ramirez currently has 29 home runs, five triples and 42 doubles. He may have had more, something like that, but I don't know what his stat was line was for tonight, but this is his fourth season in which he's hit 29 homers, 32 plus doubles and four plus triples. So four times in his career, he's had that type of season, essentially 30, 30 and four plus triples. Only five players in major league baseball history have had more seasons with those numbers than Jose Ramirez. That's Joe DiMaggio, Jimmy Fox, Lou Gehrig, Willie Mays and Babe Ruth. Those are the only Jesus. guys. And and here's the here's the next one. Jose Ramirez is the only player 
in Major League Baseball history with four seasons of 29 homers, 32-plus doubles, four-plus triples, and 17-plus stolen bases. Only guy. There is nobody. I was going to say, there's got to be something with the ba- stolen bases, too. No That's one has crazy. ever. No one has ever done that. Holy God. Isn't that and crazy? You, I mean, dude. I, like, I we, like that this team. I don't. Like, think, also, just. Go, okay. go for it, Fabs. I was going to say, I love that. He's also just like the emotional leader, like the emotional impact and how he's helped develop these young guys. Him and Josh Naylor. It's like, it, it, you know, it can't be stated enough. Like, mm-hmm. they are just uh, these amazing clubhouse leaders and just the energy. Like, it, I, I like, like, there's been some teams that have been good. Like, I, I the uh, 2018 team comes to mind where they were good. They won the division. That team just, like, didn't have a lot of energy. Every time they, like, showed the, the dugout, it was just kind of like, okay, we got this. We got this. This team is like, there's a couple of psychos on this team. But like they're not the destructive type of psychos. We need the good it's psychos. Like, yeah. It's it's all positive yeah. energy. <laughs> um, to that point, and we've said it. We we were saying this. Diehard listeners of the podcast are going to know that we're just not saying this to puff our chests, puff our chests out. Um, but you know, we were we were saying Jose is the heartbeat of this team. For years now. And when you throw out stats like that, Steve, it just goes to prove it. I don't think that we, as a fan base, even us, you know, even people who, who watch most every game, I don't know if we're going to necessarily be able to appreciate Jose until he's retired. Yeah, I mean, until it's like you know, we're not going to be able to appreciate it until it's all said and done with him. I feel like he's starting to put together a fairly decent case for the Hall of Fame if he keeps this type of production up, even for a couple more years. Like he'll have, he'll start to be making some. I mean, he'll be at like two hundred fifty home runs in no time. He'll be at, you know, probably pushing 800 RBI, over 200 stolen bases, you know, 350 doubles, hitting around 280 on his his career. If he plays for another decade, which is certainly possible, uh, given that he's like a shorter guy, a little more compact, you know, not doesn't well i'm not gonna like jinx anything but just seems to have like his body in a good place um yeah it it feels as though he could play for another decade and and if he puts up anything close to those types of numbers he'll because he's not all power he's not all power no so no he does it all i mean he he, god i mean you you would wish for a team of eight more guys like that in the lineup which is apparently what they're trying to do. That would be the yeah, case. Yeah, I mean, that in, would in appear a to lot be of ways, case. yes. <laughs> I mean, that would that it's almost as if he was the one that like helped them buck the trend and finally discover like, oh, we don't, we're we never going to find guys hitting forty five home runs. Every we're season. never going to find those guys. Those are like no. those, those are 
complete diamonds in the rough, you know, holy grail type of guys that you're almost never going to be able to just develop out of thin air. Whereas you sure as hell could find plenty of guys in especially college who can put the bat on the ball and hit mm-hmm. 300. Uh, and you can develop a little bit of power like our, our boy, silly Willie, who appears by all accounts, like you even said, Chris, in the notes that he's on this playoff roster. I'm, I was, we were talking about Will Brennan in the last episode about him possibly being on the roster. And like, if he makes this playoff roster and like basically is the starting right fielder, it's crazy. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, mama. It's he's going to have, like, he'll wow. have like, he'll have had like 12 major league games under his belt before making the postseason roster. And, and um, what's crazy, like so many rookies, so many of the 17 rookies that have, made a debut this season, which I believe goes all the way back to like 1909 It goes or back over a hundred years. Yeah. Yeah. 19, 1914 back. and 1912 were the last, uh, years in club history or 17. It ties it. That's the club record. 17. Okay. They should just bring up one random dude tomorrow just to get the, just field, to get the record. Baby. Get Batten field, his <laughs> major league debut that, he was, that was stolen for him. That's right. And then um and then uh uh or, or Vargas. You know, we were at that doubleheader, that marathon yeah. doubleheader and, and Vargas is out in the bullpen. I, I actually I haven't even talked to you about this since I read this cuz we were standing in the standing room over down the third baseline. He warmed up. I don't know if you knew that. I mm. certainly didn't see that on the scoreboard or anything that he had been warming up. But he was warming up at some point in that game. Oh, we were so, we're so close. We were so we're close, so to, close to making 18 <laughs> major league. <laughs> God. But I mean, has anybody ever the, like, the, lo- the, Oh, good. Uh, I was just gonna say, has anyone ever looked like, like just like a lot of the guys that have come on this year, but like with Brendan, especially it's like, has anyone ever looked so like ready within like 12 games? It's crazy. It's uh, it's what's, what's crazy is like a week ago when we were recording, uh, Francona came out and said, Brennan is not going to be on the playoff roster. Yeah. And that changed, uh, I think, very quickly. That's what happened with and, Quan, too, where he told Quan, he's like, well, you're not going to play every day, kid. And then it was just right, like, oh, right. wait. And uh, I mean, like, I'm like, obs- I'm obsessed with our lineup. Like, well, with the, with, with, uh, you know, you're going to have Gonzalez as your DH. And it, it's, it's awesome. And, you know, we're going to get to the, the shocking news of somebody who was DFA'd. Um, that probably opened a spot and probably opens. We we can do some stuff. It's probably going to be a. We're probably going to have a third catcher too, uh, who's a surprise that is getting called up. And uh, now that I'm DFA not so sure had, about. We can talk. We can talk about that, but I'm not so sure he's on the playoff roster. But I know Chris, you've got. I think he'll, I. I think he will be for the first for the wild card round though, because we won't have a fourth starter. <sighs> Well, you know what? We can close out. We can we'll close this episode yeah. out with what I wanted to share. Okay. Um, okay. So no, Fabs, you brought up a great point about Bo Naylor. I I'm kind of in the same camp as Steve. I don't necessarily think he will make this playoff roster just because. Um, well, as you alluded to, Brian Shaw's not with the club anymore, but he's kind of like around. The club still I mean, in like an unofficial capacity. He's yeah, in Columbus. He, he's just hanging out. Yeah. Well, Columbus is done. Like he's just, yeah. 
Yeah, Columbus is their season. Oh, they over. wrapped up. That's right. So oh he's, my god, he's yeah. just chilling. <laughs> yeah, he's no, just they're, like they're chilling. They're, they just they're making him pitch BP to just like they might in the off season. But you know what? Here's the crazy thing. Like, I almost wouldn't be so surprised <laughs> if he somehow finds his way. Like, we all joked that he was going to be that his option was going to get picked up for next year. That he was going to be on this roster no matter what. I honestly would not be surprised because that love affair between Tito and Shaw is so strong. If it works out just like it did this year where Shaw is just kind of like, doesn't have any offers calendar well, flips how, to yeah. like January. And then, then January becomes February. And, you know, and then it's like five days before catchers and pitchers report. And, Shaw all of a sudden has like a minor league deal with us and like <laughs> some like coaching position in waiting. And then he just becomes this like pseudo player coach, mm-hmm. like that you would have seen, you know, 80, 90 years ago. Like I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. Yeah. I mean, he's always going to have a place here, even on a minor league invite, as long as, Francona's here, or this entire and front quite office. frankly, I don't, and who's going to sign? I him? don't mind that at all. No, I, absolutely not. I love it. I, I I love it. I really do. Um, he had a bad year, but what you know, it is what it is. He can't. I do want to go back and look at his season and remove every outing where he went more than a one inning and see what his ERA was and what his number, not just ERA, but what yeah. his complete line looked like with just those games where he just pitched one inning. Cause it seemed like he was when he came out and did those like inning in a third or inning in two thirds. That's when shit hit the fan. Yeah. Yes. Almost but I don't time. have any concrete evidence. I, I, I do need to look that up before we speak again. I mean, it, it really just opens up the ability to put like Will Brennan on the roster and maintain like your entire bullpen yeah that's really like the the good part of it uh, the unfortunate thing for Shaw not being on the roster but like from a construction standpoint it frees you up to make sure that like you have your entire bullpen so like we were talking like well would Nick Sandlin make it I mean you know who knows or Cody Morris you know like those guys will make it and then Will Brennan will will be on it because I I am curious. I am curious that a lot of people seem to think like Gabriel Arias would be on the roster, and I'm not so I sure just about that. Don't see it. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I don't understand. Like, I I know Owen Miller will get on it, and and to be honest, like for the people that really shit all over Owen Miller, like I know, and I know his defense has been suspect at first base, but like, I would I would argue that he's earned it. He's earned a place on this postseason roster, and I don't even think necessarily he do, that he's, he can do a lot of things. Like he's not that good. But well, he, he might not even play. Like nobody's like right. I, you're talking about the playoffs. Josh yeah. Naylor is going to be in this lineup, dude. Like you're asking Josh Naylor to to you're going to get off days if you advance. You're you're already kind of resting him this week. He's playing that whole weekend series. I don't. 
I have no doubt that you probably will not see Owen Miller for the entire wild card series unless it's like a pinch hit role. Right. So like yeah. it's just like calm down. Like he's not starting at first base. I, I I don't get that. I mean, I know people like to freak out about this stuff, but like I just can't believe he's gonna start. Don't even start it. <laughs> don't you even start it. Just like, oh, what the hell? Starting pitcher. He's gonna yeah, he's gonna start over Bieber. Maybe. Just to piss people off. But yeah, that's like Gabriel Arias would be a confusing addition to the roster. And I just don't see how it's possible. Um but because once you've got and I mean, we'll know here in a little bit. And so this is all going to be a moot point potentially anyway, but it's fun to talk about. So, you know, it's like, when are they announced? Probably Thursday. Uh, my guess would be Wednesday at the earliest, more yeah, like likely. sometime afternoon or whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, but then again, like, <clears throat> so, uh, you know, it's pretty much locked up in the American League. You know, especially if Seattle loses, because then the best they could do is tie, and I don't know who has the tiebreaker, but um, I mean, that's about the only situation you have to worry about. And then, I mean, the National League is a little bit more up in the air, but I, I think they could have it. M- they should have it mostly figured out by Wednesday. When do they? Is that when do they have to announce it? I mean, who cares? It doesn't really matter. But uh, I guess it would be. I would. Mean, I would, I I would know, think that the, the networks so. would want to start advertising Wednesday. Yeah, evening. Like, we need to know if Owen Miller is on this goddamn roster because we got to put a highlight <laughs> package together. Right. Exactly, well, I mean, are you yeah. talking about are you talking about rosters, or are you just talking about matchups? The actual full postseason roster. Oh, I don't think that would probably be due until like four o'clock on Thursday. Yeah. Like matchups, end of we day, all like much. end of business day, but like matchup wise, I think I think Wednesday they could. Yeah, they'll have that all set. Have it pretty much figured out. Mm-hmm. No, they'll, they'll announce that because. It's not like there's any drama around that. Uh, do you have you so? Um, okay, so Will Brennan, do you, I would assume he probably starts. I mean, I think the ideal roster is probably going to be you're probably going to run out there with like Quan Straw, Brennan, and Wright, Gonzalez, yep, your DH, yep. Naylor's your first baseman. It's pretty legit, man. I don't, I mean, that's as good a Dude, that's as good really a lineup solid. as you're throwing out there. I mean, if your seven eight nine is Will Brennan, Austin Hedges, and then like Straw, who's been hitting better in September, I'll take it. Yeah, that's relentless. Yeah. That is relentless, yeah. relentless yep. at bats, up and down. I love it. Hundred percent. This is exciting. Oh, it's just fun. I can't I, believe I, it. It I, is. I think I, I'm it's so just, excited. I think like where we where we started this year with this podcast and just the year in general, just like how we were talking, how we were like the lens through which we were viewing 
the Guardians at the beginning of the year. And like to think about like I know. a wild card series now with like a packed progressive field and a 90 win team and the the three to five years that they have ahead of them. It's it's just uh it's cool. It's very vindicating. I, uh, quite it's frankly, so vindicating I think it's too. actually I think that window is long bigger. Yeah, I, I think I, 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 I think honestly, it's like a five to five to seven years. Yeah, I'm starting to push that window open. Just I more. mean, because if, the, if these young guys, because our our whole thing is like, oh, it's once Ramirez starts to you know decline, but if these young guys come up, like, and you're talking, you still have Valera, Junkins, you know, well, you still haven't gotten like a good look at Bo Naylor, you still haven't seen your ace pitchers come up. If they're all really amazing, and Quan and Gonzalez and Jimenez and every and everyone just keeps to continue to develop. I mean, Jose might be, you know, the old, uh, the old yeah, man could, taking some like. Could, some, could you uh, imagine pinch-ins. sliding Jose down to like the seven spot, <laughs> like towards the end of his like time here? Like, mm-hmm. I mean that. I I really I all I know is I that if they don't really, win any if they don't win a title in the next like three to five years they might never win one. <laughs> I, that's fair. I'm starting that's to wonder fair, if yeah. like we if we'd ever see one. <laughs> uh, I mean. Because it lines up almost too well. It just like too well, man. I don't know. I mean, with like the the top level prospects that we have coming up, the top, you know, let's say our top five, six prospects, like they all seem like, holy cow, like these are almost can't miss dudes. I mean, even only 50% of them hit like, yeah, you still have a full team. You still have a full lineup of young guys that are in the majors who are contributing at a high level. But yeah, I mean, Steve, if we're ever in another World Series, like coming up, and we have a big lead, and we don't win the World Series, like I think I might just like give up on baseball. If they don't win like, it, I don't know if, if, I, if they can't win it this decade. I mean, I'll be thirty, or we'll, I'll be forty three after this decade's over, and then I'll have to start wondering if I'm going to be like that I, decrepit eighty five year old man. <laughs> That I they can't, wheel I can't out. Be that, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah can't your be that grand, your grandchildren are yeah. taking you to the game. Or like, yeah, I can't you know, be that 90 year old Boston fan that doesn't really know what's happening as like and they, Kurt Schilling celebrates. Right. And they like, <laughs> like you're pissing your pants and like, they're yeah. showing the clips of you on the broadcast, <laughs> you know, every, like every inning being like, is this the, is this the night that, you know, this, disgusting 98 year old man finally gets to see his team win and you know like and in this scenario you die at the ballpark and then they win it like two innings later yeah right exactly if, i was gonna say though if, if there is a place to go out you know going out at the ballpark i could think yeah, of a lot worse places to go yeah. out at i know? mean also like i want to i want them to win it when i'm young enough to like get the merchandise and like go on Twitter afterward and, and talk see shit. reactions. Yeah. And so, yeah, man. And just like celebrate for like, that was one of my favorite, like after the shock of the Cavs winning and after like I stopped crying on the ground and after I, you know, had a, a celebratory cigar, I then spent three hours of my night watching clips of like JR, uh, uh, Stephen A. Smith saying the warriors as we know them are done. And I'm like, yeah, they are. It's <laughs> over for this team. No more championships. Well, I mean, he wasn't wrong to some extent. 
because then then they went out yes. you know it's like okay <laughs> yes yeah, that's that, team, that team did it was, get it was, dismantled <laughs> to some degree it did and then just I, and then rebuilt the parade, and then watching the parade yeah watching the yeah. seeing i i really want it to for for what jose means to this team and you know doing the the in, if there, if somehow by the grace of God we're able to win it this year, one it'd be a tremendous for our podcast. But also, True. just the year that they did the name change, maybe our, yeah. our offensive name might have been cursed. If they win it this year, I'm going to start really believing that it was a hundred percent. I will. Yes, I, I will have to do my it baseball. The year that we we extended Jose would be just so wonderful. My my baseball uh, idiosyncrasies and uh, um, superstitions will just spill into my everyday life if we won it this right. year. Like, oh I'm like, wait, guys, we got rid of the Indians and we became the Guardians. There was some bad mojo with that name. Like, what yeah. else is there bad mojo in? And uh, yeah, no, I, I'll probably start living my life way differently. Especially if like, you look at if you look at the, a path 180. That, the path that the Guardians have to get there is Oof. pretty torturous. Pretty pretty. Uh, I mean, it's no small path. feat. It's no small feat. No. I mean, they're going to earn it if they, if they get there. They earned it. Even to get to the World Series, you're going to have to go through. You know, I obviously Tampa, then they, Tampa, New York, certainly, uh, and then probably York, probably Houston. I mean, Houston. I don't want to discount Toronto. I, I mean, that's the thing is, like, I don't want to completely just toss aside Seattle or Toronto here because, like, that side of the bracket, that's really, I mean, that's a tough matchup. Yeah. For the Astros, as good as they are. That's a gauntlet over there, man. Yeah, that's tough. So, also, like, playing in Seattle, if Seattle, I would say if Seattle advances, if they can get one of those first two games against Houston, that is going to be like, I mean, I know Houston, I mean, they've been to five straight ALCS. It's like they're very seasoned. Like these guys have been there. But Seattle, that ballpark is going to be out of his mind for mm-hmm. all those home games. Some of that team is, though, Fabs. But some of that team has turned over a lot lately, too, though. I mean, that's true. But I, I mean, you know, like Verlander. The, the key, the Ver, Verlander. Ver, it's just the cheat. I mean, the cheater, the, the cheaters are the only ones there. Altuve, Ver, Ver, Bregman, Verlander. I mean, hey, man, I'm I, on the side. Verlander is the guy. So man. many guys he were somehow cheating. I don't even still care there. anymore. Oh, I'll never forget anymore. it. I'll never forget about with Altuve and Bregman. Just because they, they were so pompous about it. I mean, they were ass- they were real assholes about it in that press conference. Uh, at and they still training. remain to, to some degree. They're still like, oh, we'll never tell. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> screw you guys. Yeah, like, I mean, it, it's certainly like, I'm not, hey, I'm with you. I'm not absolving them of it. I, uh, no, those two, those I'm two just sort of never get a pass from me. I mean, I feel bad for a guy like Justin Verlander. Like I feel bad for that guy. He got lumped into it. He seems like a genuinely good guy, you know. Well, I mean, he's also one of those. Same with Brantley, he's he's also know? one of those interesting guys that somehow discovered a new spin on his pitches. That's true too. Like so, I mean, like there's. <laughs> so look, so I, I, I'm curious. He's not above suspicion. He's not above suspicion. Yeah, yeah his last six years have been weirdly good. 
like, like he, yeah, I I'm mean, curious I he as to where he hit this other gear, but I don't. Yeah. But no, but here's the other thing: you too, are dude. right. I do. I I do in this current like climate of postseason baseball, and I always love to speculate, and I like to throw unsubstantiated rumors out there about other players. But what I do miss, as about, do we all. It's great. I love doing it. What I love about playoff baseball and what I love about Justin Verlander and a guy like Max Scherzer, because I know we want to talk a little Mets here too, is like, I do miss like the postseason horse. Like I miss that Kurt Schilling type guy where it was like, he's Mm. going three times and he's going six innings every time. And he's just like balling out like the 2001 world series with Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling might be like the pinnacle of like the best of like the dogs just like carrying you across the line. Like those yeah. guys were like, yeah, it and was, Pedro, it was, I, I love Pedro's it. Like it's the eighth inning. I'm going. Yeah. Like I, Oh my God. I miss those the, types of I'm guys. I'm going on, on like, and Kluber was like the last, like yeah. Might yeah. Have been the last, like if he would have gotten over the finish line, man, like that, ugh. That would have been like the all time. Yeah, if we would have won it in sixteen, Kluber would be in that rarefied air, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, he probably, probably, he might have like gotten a Hall of Fame ticket punch if he would have based gotten on that, that alone. Well, he because, would. I mean, that would have well, gotten him. He's a, two Cy Youngs, and that would have gotten him. Gotten he would have been series World Series MVP most likely right. at that point. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You could make yeah, a case, I mean, especially considering that he's going to still probably pitch next year. Like he's still going to keep going. Honestly, dude, I think he's got like another two years left. We can have this discussion in the off season, but I'm not a I'm not opposed to putting a feeler out there for him next year. Uh, I'm not. I, I'll say this: I felt dude, some I feelings when I saw him warming up in the bullpen earlier this week. Yeah, like I kind of wanted to like throw something at him. But then I also kind of wanted to like just give him a hug. I mean, it's the best case scenario that he's on the like, race. You know, he's on my he's on my one B team. So it's like, yeah, I just wish they weren't matching up against each other in the playoffs. Well, as long as we can get to him like in the second inning at the latest, I'll be happy. I wouldn't mind a Corey Kluber blow up game. Yeah, I mean. Once or, the postseason's uh, here, all bets are off, buddy. It's like, it's like sorry, I, I, I love you it's and I miss sorry. you, but I'm, I want to yeah. put up a five spot on you in the second inning. So yeah, yeah. I, we I, tack on that one, that one in the first. You know, Stephen Kwan gets like a leadoff triple or something, and uh, you know, but but he comes out pretty much unscathed, only giving up with a one, and then yeah, put up a fiver on on him in the second. Mm. Madison Bumgarner in 2014 coming in in relief in game seven. Like what? Yeah. That was pretty wild too. Yes. That was a, that was a good, uh, good one to pull out. Yeah. Yeah. They're off there. I love him. I I mean, I, I, they're, you get the occasional one and sometimes you can't predict it too. You know, it's like, Oh, it's all dudes who grew up and like, it seemingly grew up and got strong by working on a farm. Oh yeah. Chopping wood. No doubt. Yeah. 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 That's why so, I like I like I do you know like I want like like Verlander is kind of like a big beefy guy now because he he's always mm-hmm. been like a big dude but as he's gotten like in his late thirties he's just like he's hoss packing on you know, the LBs he's, he's out there just like gunning yeah 
I like to think they're going like the opposite of the Tom Brady diet and going to like the <laughs> 1920s. Like I want ham hocks and like bacon grease in the dugout as like my food. And they go to like those old gyms where like it's all just like leather leather balls and like yes. <laughs> like they wear a striped lot of kettlebells right. and just right. like no frills. Right. Oh, I do I do appreciate that. So like on some level you know, if it's not against the Guardians, I, I actually will root for Justin Verlander because I'm let's not I'm a let's fan not the, like the spoil this like picture we've painted because like I I, I just want to live in that r- reality where he's just in some you know sweat box of a gym in his basement with Lloyd Mendel, no frills. Yes, yeah. <laughs> just, just give it to me, man. <laughs> I love it. Um, and then I guess on the NL side, real quick, uh. Just to get before we uh, before we get out of here and also do your your special uh, segment there, Chris. Um, I was I guess I was sort of shocked, sort of not shocked by the Braves just like depancing the Mets over the weekend Dude. and their three best pitchers. The, the Braves are something else. Every second, I mean, I love. Oh, it. I really did. I, I love it. There's I like the, something uh, about. I, I like the the narrative on that has been like. Uh oh well the Mets didn't blow this series because like the Braves basically haven't lost for a month so like they the the Mets didn't actually blow it because like the Braves are just playing too good and it's like well they lost and now they're gonna have to play the the Padres, Padres. that's by the way that is going to be no no questions asked if it ever everything holds up. That's going to be the primetime matchup for the wild card weekend. And it should be. That's a great matchup. Oh, I am going to be so here for it. And we're going to get the the trumpets. Oh, my God. Don't even start. Assuming he shows up. Assuming they can bring him out. Don't even start me about the trumpets. I'd much rather have a closer who's pitched the most innings out of any reliever in the big leagues and leads the league in saves. In a manual Somebody classe. edited the trumpets to be ta- being tapped. I saw that, and it was still still everyone clapping. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, now I need to see that because that is hilarious. It's on Twitter somewhere. It's I would like to see hilarious. that edited to like some Chuck Mangione. I really enjoy Chuck Mangione. I would love to see somebody do that. So if anybody out there would like to do that for me, I would appreciate that. Uh, or Herp Albert. Um, um, but no, I, I like I in the winter that gets the Dodgers. So good luck, yeah. right? That's oh, the other thing. Is goodness. now you set the, you set the Mets on like a a course to hell. Here's my here's my wild take. I don't even know if the Mets advanced past the Padres. Something about that Padres either. club, man. It's it's the best of three. It's it's way better than that best of one. Which, if you get postseason Juan Soto, like any, yeah, you do anything Juan Soto just needs to have two good games. I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't, I would never in a postseason series be looking forward to facing a lineup that had Manny Machado and Juan Soto. Like, no, that would be hell. No matter who I'm throwing out, yeah, there, you yeah. Know? After you just got like, like you said, depanced by the Braves. Like, oh god, when I saw those games. Go final. I was just, just I was smiling ear to ear, dude. 
I do love Max so Scherzer, but Scherzer, but I uh, yeah, so do I. But like, I'm more than I okay love watching seeing the a Mets New York collapse. team. I love seeing New York teams fail. Yeah, and I have like, an, and and of course we all have. I know that we're not uh, ones to hold grudges and we're not bitter, but I certainly no, not at all. I certainly don't mind watching the Mets lose uh, for a particular reason. So. No, no, but you know what? That's he probably got a good nap. He got he probably got a good nap in between some of those games. I just hope, yeah. I mean, I hope he just his learned track from twenty twenty. His track record would indicate that at least. Well, I just hope he learned from twenty twenty and knows to put in full effort for the entire season. I don't know, man. I don't know. He's got a family now. Well, his I was I was elsewhere. looking at his September stats <laughs> and Lindor. Uh, did hit like 291 in the month of September. So he actually, yeah, did kind he, of, he did like, turn it on the second half of the season. Yeah. He had a pretty good second. I'll give, half him, I'll give him, I'll give him credit. I'll give him credit. That's fine. You know, it's fine. Didn't make the all-star team. Probably felt. I, look, that you know, trade, that trade as of right now is a wash. So we'll just, I don't know about a, being a wash, dude. I still think we, we look, we're kind of in the, in the, Proverbial catbird seat with that. Well, anytime. I mean, because I mean, anytime we haven't you even trade, seen, yeah, what Green and Wolf can do. But anytime you could trade one, even superstar player for like, in this case, it was an all star and a guy who hits for league average. Like, you can make the case you win that trade because you're getting a two for one, a, a nice two for. I, yeah. I, I would like to still have Carrasco on the team. Yeah. Oh, that's true. God, that would be yeah. nice, but although we I'm were saying that him, we were saying that though early in the season when like the pitching staff was kind of in shambles there for a minute, but that's true. I mean, right now, I, 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 I'm looking at our our rotation in a playoff series as being pretty tough to beat. There aren't as many yeah. teams that can go that deep in a rotation. Like you look at the Rays and you're like, eh, yeah. I mean, they'll they could certainly still pull it out. But you're kind of like, yeah, okay. I mean, you're hoping that Kluber's finds something in him. Um, you know, the 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 Yankees, you're like, well, beyond Cole, it's like, well, I hope Nestor Cortez can like keep it together. Uh, besides that, I don't really know what to believe with Frankie Monta Montas. Like uh, the Astros are another story. Um, but and, and but even like the Blue Jays, I'm like, ah, I'm not feeling that confident in my in my uh, rotation beyond maybe Manoa, right? I mean, a lot of these yeah, teams have gonna, more holes than you'd think. That's going to be, there was an interesting article that, um, see if I can bring it up quickly. Um, it was on the athletic Jim Bowden wrote it. And of course, Twitter was kind of just like this guy, you know, Oh, one correction uh, while you're looking that up. Right now, the Phillies are a half game behind the Padres. They're so a half game. Everything, yeah, so if everything held, the Mets would actually get the Phillies in the first round, which is actually a pretty favorable. No, no, no. Wait, no, they wouldn't. No, Sorry. no, no oh, the Mets God. would get the Padres, yeah. You're right. I keep forgetting it's the four or five, and then the Cardinals would get uh, the Phillies. Uh, the The Phillies, yeah. They'll probably beat the Phillies' ass. Oh, yeah. I have no interest in that Cardinals-Phillies <laughs> matchup. <laughs> I was going to say, so so quickly, as I'm looking this up, um, if you had to rank the series, 
Ooh, I like As this. they stand right now, which would be okay. us, Tampa, Toronto, <laughs> Seattle, uh, Mets, Padres, and uh, Cards and um, Phillies, or Cards, maybe Brewers on the small chance that they make it. Um, what do you, what do you think? Like, to me, the least exciting series is whoever the Cardinals plays. Always, yeah, <laughs> it's always that. I would say, yeah, I would <laughs> I mean, say, like, as not if I was not a Guardians fan, ours would be like ranked third. I would, I would agree with that. Like, as a Guardians fan, it's obviously one. But if I'm not one, it's third, and then I would say really one and two were really close. I would say two would be Seattle, uh, Toronto, Toronto, and then yep. one would be Mets, uh, Padres. Yep. But those, I mean, those are some amazing wild card. I mean, matchups. you're talking, I mean, I was just oh, going to yeah. say that, Fabs, like these are incredible matchups. Like I'm the only one that, the only one that does not interest me in the least is like we said, the Cardinals and the Phillies, that one, I couldn't care less about that. And I, that honestly would probably be a primetime game. I don't well, know about that. I well, don't know about that. Yeah. I think that it'll be Met, so. Mets is going to be the prime. Yeah, you're probably right. So, yeah, Mets. So yeah. if I were to rank these, I, Fabs, your ranking is how I would rank it as an outsider. Like taking the fandom away, I would say Cardinals and whoever, bottom, guards and Rays, third, Toronto, Seattle, and then Mets and. Um, so I think I would probably go the only I one that I think, would I, I would probably swap the one that interests me the most is honestly Toronto Seattle as a wild card series um because you've got Seattle in it for the first time since 20 uh 2001 and then the Blue Jays kind, the Blue Jays the Blue Jays kind of like being rejuvenated after sure. rebuilding for well, a bit and you don't see them all I'm the also, time I'm also taking it from the perspective of like, what do the networks care about? And I almost think that how we just laid it out there is how the networks will play it. Where it's going to be maybe maybe Friday we get the one o'clock game because I'm assuming it's going to be like one, three, seven, nine or six thirty and like 8.30 or something like that. Like I'm, a, I'm assuming that's what the TV schedule is going to be. Um, So maybe like Friday, like we go early or St. Louis goes early. I don't know. But, and then like Saturday flip and then, but like, I think that that Toronto and Seattle series will be not the primetime game both nights, but like it'll be the lead in to that primetime game. And I think you're gonna get the Mets and Padres for prime time both nights. Yeah, potentially. Well, could you imagine if all these games went to three and you got four games a night, four games a day for three days straight? We said it. We said it last week. This is mm. March Madness esque. Mm-hmm. This awesome. is maybe the one of the best things that Major League Baseball could have done. Mm-hmm. Was we've been talking about this for years, and I know we have. We have, and I know the old timers and the true diehards are, you know, rolling in their 
rolling over in their graves and pissing and moaning about how it's ruining the game. It's not. It's so fine. I like you, it, it's so fine. This is going to be like, I mean, it's early enough in the college football season. None of these games matter. Look at the schedule. You know, Ohio State's not going to cover against whoever they got. You know, there's no big, there's like two big time games this week in college football. Yeah, they're NFL, pretty bad this week. NFL, there's like no games this week where it's like, holy cow, I need to sit down and watch that and make sure I watch that game. Mm. This is the perfect thing that Major League Baseball could have done. Also, like... This is actually the one thing Major League Baseball has gotten right over the last 25 years. Yeah, sadly. The other thing, too, that, you you know, can help... Oh, go ahead, Steve. Sorry, sorry, I was just going to say, the only thing that can help, like, shut up people who want to, like, gripe and moan about the playoffs is, like, the worst wild card team is still, as of right now, like twelve games over five hundred. So, like these aren't. Yep. It's, this isn't like the NBA or, uh, yeah. you know, well, most of the NBA or even like the NFL, where like the last wild card team is like eight and eight, or you know, in the NBA, it's like the the under five hundred teams are still like playing in that like uh, playing tournament. This this is legit. Yeah. No, Good I teams. mean every every team in the playoff is going to be pushing ninety wins. Yeah, you have no like suspect division winners this year. No, like that year the Cardinals like barely were over five hundred. Um, the other awesome thing is like all of the divisional matchups are going to be awesome. Like you're going to get Dodgers versus either Padres or Mets. Like that's a big time matchup. You're going to get car- probably Cardinals versus Braves. That's a great matchup. You're going to get Yankees versus either the and Yankees versus their antithesis, either the the Guardians yeah. or Tampa. Right. And then you're going to get Houston versus a team similar to them, either Toronto or uh, Seattle. Like all the divisional matchups are going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and then we'll get a St. Louis Yankees World Series. And it'll oh be the worst God, thing yes. we've ever witnessed. You shut your mouth. Go, you shut your go mouth. four games. St. Louis will sweep it. <laughs> Even putting it out there in the universe is, oh, that's a I know. sin. I know. Let's move Real on. Real quick, quick, what is your, what, what would be your, like, if it's not going to be the, obviously we want the Guardians in the World Series. What's your ideal matchup in the World Series if, it, if it's not going to be the Guardians? I'll I would go ab- here. I would go absolutely nuts for, like, a, a San Diego like Tampa. Oh, so close to perfection, Steve. So close to perfection. I'm sorry, but the Rays don't make it. It's San Diego and Toronto, my second and third teams making it. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like that. I would, I, that would be so fun for me. I like that. And I the think probably like, 80% of America would probably just like vomit. The lowest oh rating. The, rate, the ratings would be so <laughs> like bad. 80% of like the baseball viewing population of America would vomit or just like be like, I'm done. <laughs> like, I'm done with baseball. <laughs> you got mine a Canadian be, team and the Padres? Come on. <laughs> mine would be Seattle versus either the Mets or the Padres. 
because Seattle's never been in the World Series, so that would be awesome for their fans. Um, and I mean, the Padres have never won a World Series, and the Mets fans are crazy. So I'm always, I'm always for crazy New York fans being part of it and then having their hearts like just actually trampled. Yeah, that's a good point. I do like watching Mets fans like think that they're going to get to the pinnacle and then watching it all come crashing down. I I, I love that quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> I want to see a game game seven where they're up like five that's, nothing that's in the ninth, just like dancing. The trumpets are out. And then you just see Mr. Met just sitting there sad as like double, double, single, triple, grand slam. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I actually the Mariners funny that Padres makes that a ton of sense because that one's like the who gets off the Schneid World oh. Series. That'd be know? total total West Coast, super late start times, like really low ratings, but really fun baseball. Yeah. Uh, honestly, that might garner the lowest. No, no, Tampa and Tampa and anybody's gonna. I'm, I'm gonna. Just, I'm, I'm trying to think what would garner the lowest TV ratings, and it have to be if somehow. Tampa. If somehow Milwaukee can't got in there, yeah, Tampa oh. and Milwaukee would garner oh the lowest. God. TV. That would be like a honestly. Dreadful you know <laughs> what though? Given our given our geographic location to both cities, Steve, if that were to be the case, like somehow, some way, like the point. Zero 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 one percent chance that it is. I almost have to think we would have to go. Like it'd be That'd like be a cool. civic duty. You could probably that get would be tickets cool. for like a hundred dollars. Oh, easily. Like good like, seats. Like yeah, good like seats. Ten yeah. rows off the field for a hundred bucks. <laughs> you could break your arm in the slide like that reporter. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be. I don't. I don't. I don't want to come off as like that big of a loser. Like okay, so I can real, ride real a quick, slide, buddy. <laughs> real quick before Chris does this thing, who would? Let's just get fun with it. Who do you want? The, who would you? Who would be your favorite gar- matchup for the Guardians in the World Series? Oh, I mean, honestly, it'd probably be the Mets because there'd be a lot of fun storylines there. Because you're talking about a team that's. It's sort of the antithesis in that they're just throwing money at the wall. Um, it would be fun to go up against like two of the greatest pitchers of their generation with this lineup to see how it stacks up in that regard. And then there'd be like the Lindor aspect to it and the Carrasco aspect to it yeah. mm-hmm. to some extent. So it would be, yeah, that one would be the most compelling to me. Yeah. So that's a yeah. great question. That is a that is a phenomenal question. Um I could really make the argument for pretty much like any team outside of like Philadelphia. Like I don't care about them. Like I'm sorry. I think no. Mets um, has like the obvious angles. Yeah, Mets has the no. most obvious. But then, like Dodgers the Bra- is really fun for the the payroll aspect. Yeah, I was going to say the Dodgers are like what like, and we said this last episode. The Dodgers are like what we are doing and what Tampa are, is doing, but with money. So, like, that's kind right. of a cool little storyline there. The Braves, it's like, hey, this is a redemption for nearly twenty years ago. Oh my god! Yeah, that's like, true. The Dude, Cardinals I could- would be like that kind of like. Years ago. 
Oh, shoot. Yeah, 30. Yeah, holy cow. I'm sorry. Yeah, 30 oh years God, ago. So sorry. Um, the Cardinals storyline would be like, hey, here are two Midwest cities that are pretty good at baseball and they love their teams. A lot of history. A lot blah, of blah. history. Like that, that, I wouldn't mind that. But I think yeah. I think you're right, Steve. I think that Mets might be the most compelling, and and, and the Padres yeah. would be super fun too. Um, I mean, because that's all a the pretty cool. That's a pretty cool storyline to be like. It's kind of like when the Nationals won it the year after they moved on from Bryce Harper, where it's like, yeah. you know, the Guardians traded away their star sh- shortstop, and everybody thought they'd suck and would rebuild for all eternity. <laughs> But here they are. Yeah. And they're just so happen to be playing him. And I gotta say, if like Lindor, like if we lost in game seven to Lindor hitting a like four like a three run homer, I might kill myself. <laughs> yeah, I'd be, what if I'd on the flip side? What if on the flip side we win? What if on the flip side we strike out Lindor? Dude, that he's the final out. Oh my god. Like, yeah, plus they, what plus if on the flip side like, we win it with like a oh. Yeah, I would just piss on my kids and like wake them up. <laughs> just drunk out of my mind, like get the fuck up. We won. We struck out Lindor, and, and they like, no what? Idea that is. <laughs> Nobody's sleeping for a Fabs, week. You don't have to wake up your Febs. You wouldn't even have to wake up your kids. That game would be at like four o'clock your time. Oh yeah, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that is the, the have, benefit yeah. of yeah. You're giving yourself a bath. And this time I there. work from home. This time I work from home, so like we won't be like eight runs down in Game Six like we were last World Series, dude. Where thing, I'm just like trying to get home, and it's like the second inning, and there's been three errors. I'm not ready. I'm not ready for. And this is this is my last thing before Chris can wrap us up with this eulogy, uh, but. I, uh, I'm not ready to, to, for the person that I become when they get deep, if they were to make it deep in the playoffs, I'm not ready for that person that I become like that, the, my wife, my right wife like, we got saw on. a dark side of me in 2016. Yeah. She saw it. I told you guys right before we got on, you know, I'm, I'm following the bills and Ravens game this past weekend and my heart just starts like beating out of my chest with like four minutes left as, as Josh Allen is just leading the team down the field. You know, no problems in the back of my mind. I was like, he's got this, but I'm like, Holy cow. If I'm getting this worked up about a regular season NFL game, what's next weekend? Like going to be like, and any subsequent games afterward, I'm like, Oh my god! It's like so my stressful. wife saw a, a dark side of me too, but my wife might be a widow <laughs> come come November if we make a deep run because I don't know if my heart can handle this stress. No, no way. I, it's it's postseason baseball is so stressful, man. Like like because it, it, it's such a crapshoot. Like it's not like those Cavs runs where it's like well, we got LeBron like. Don't get injured, and like the East is like a cakewalk. Like I'm yeah. dead. Like yeah. it's not that. It, it's just like a whole other animal. I feel like yeah, I become you become like John Wick, where it's like, am I going to do this again? And I'm just like getting the hammer out and just banging in the garage for. There's nothing in it. 
I've just lost my mind. <laughs> it's you like, it's you just like, <laughs> so like out of your mind, so sweaty, like somehow your shirt's all tattered and like, you're like, got like unidentified liquids like down the front of your shirt. And it's just like, yeah, I'm thinking yeah. I'm back. <laughs> Play off the dad. But like, like, back what? Back into what? Get, get, she just grabs the kids and goes to her mom's. Yeah. That's probably more healthy than me just binge drinking, though. We'll see you in November, honey. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right, Chris, what? take us home with your uh, your special segment here. My eulogy. My eulogy. Yeah. Well, yeah. I just wanted to I just wanted to pour one out. And and I felt bad once I found out why it was happening, but that's never stopped me before. Um, I just want to pour one out for our favorite, our second favorite American League manager and um, collection of talent, the White Sox. It it, it came to light that you know. Um, Tony Larusa was going through some medical problems. That's why he couldn't um, finish up the season. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to miss those videos of a random fan telling Tony Larusa what to do in the seventh inning of a game that matters in August before they crumble and collapse and go down eleven games and might not even be a 500 ball club this season. I'm going to miss that next year and years moving forward. (laughs) I'm just really, I I feel bad for the White Sox fans. I do. What what is a eulogy if you can't, who are they going to, who are they going to heckle? Yeah. You know, like this, 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 this new manager kind of seems to have his like head on straight, you know, like they remind me so much of a, like our, our men's world cup teams where it's like this, we have a once-in-a-generation pool of talent that we just can't get anything together. We just That is ourselves. an analogy that probably, like, five people who listen to us will get, but it's yeah. 100%, 100% <laughs> spot-on, Fabs. Yes. Like, how is a team that that gifted that bad? Like, It's crazy. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it, too. I'll take it, too. Like, I was looking prepping for the notes like there's a good chance like a really good chance let me let me just do one thing before i say this just flippantly um where are these scores when i need them they're are they they're 500 right now the white Sox. no did they win tonight uh Oh, they did. They did win. Yeah, they did win. So they're 500 with two games left. There was a good chance that the Guardians are the only American League Central team with a better than 500 record this year. Mm, yeah, better than 500. Yes. Like, and I, I mean, mean that's like it looks like. Did you see too that? I mean, that speaks, I mean, the funny thing is, like, that doesn't speak poorly of the Guardians so much as it it's just speaks poorly of, like, the other teams. Like, it 100%. is what it is. Like, you don't get to choose yeah. who's in your division. And No. 
I will say this. I did love that, like, of, like, the five teams in minor league. Because every year, and we'll wrap it up here on this nice little parting thought. The Rays had, as far as, like, minor league organizations go, they always do this every year of, like, highest winning percentages of, like, your collective minor league teams. The Rays had the highest winning percentage again. Uh, and I believe the Guardians had like maybe the third highest winning percentage combined of all of their minor league uh, teams. Of like the five lowest winning percentages, I think that AL Central had at least two of them in like the White Sox and Royals and like maybe the Twins were down there. So like the Tigers minor league system sucks too. Actually, it might have been the Tigers it's, that were down bad. there. Like it was like, like grotesque. Like in in all seriousness, after you know, uh, and again, I do feel bad. I mean, Tony Larusa is going through some medical issues, like so. I do feel kind of bad piling up on piling on him. I think and, it's and, fun and, to make and, fun and, of his fit. He was a terrible oh, fit in we, selection. We called for that, that from job. day one. We called that from Crazy. day one. We saw this ending poorly. You know, I I, I think we all thought. We, I don't think any of us would have put money that it made it two years, though. Yeah. I mean, in all seriousness, you know, like, I wouldn't have put, I wouldn't have gone to the, to the, to the book on that. But Steve, you're, you're, you're right. Like, that's, that's, I, I, I pause knowing how some teams view minor league teams. Or how some team, uh, teams view the organ, the minor league systems, where they don't put an emphasis on winning those games. Right, right. But there, there is something to be said about having successful teams in the minor leagues, though, too. I mean, and those and to players want to win, like, though. You know what I mean? Like the players yeah. want to win. So the players want to win. Guys like Will Brennan, who. He wasn't on any top 30 prospect list heading into this season. And I know we mentioned him last year as a guy to kind of keep an eye on. You know, uh, here's a name of a guy that you might want to know. But I don't think any of us saw him doing anything remotely close to what he's done over the last two weeks. And and potentially being a guy like that, a starter in the playoffs. Potentially being a starter in the playoffs, worst case scenario moving forward, probably an out, a fourth outfielder that you can plug into any position, and he's going to hit you, you know, two eighty plus. Yeah, I mean those guys. There's 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 a dozen of those kinds of guys in every system, and those guys are grinding and 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 it's it's a lot of Tito, uh, you know, sayings that I'm not going to dive into all of them. But those guys are grinding, and that's kind of when you know your system's got something. It's got mm-hmm. that little extra oomph. That's how it's it's how you stay consistently good for a long time. That's really what it exactly. is. Yeah, is there's a reason why the Rays the and the, the Guardians have that sustained success for as long as they have, because mm-hmm. that's the system that they built. So. For people to be like, oh, it doesn't really matter. It's like, yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. It's not the end all be all, but it, I mean, it matters. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not the end all be all. So I'll give those people their their fair shake. But at the same, end of the day, it does a little bit. Yeah, yeah. We want to see the major league team win it 
all, but hey. You also got to have those chances, Things though, every year. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Uh, all right, boys. Here we go. We When we, when we reconvene, uh, we will have gotten to the other side of the wildcard series, win or lose. So we will be back. We'll be in a mood. We don't know we'll what mood. In, we'll, yeah, we yeah, will be, be feeling some there, type there of There will way. be a mood. And we'll uh, we'll discuss it next week, win or lose, and uh, hopefully we're talking about moving on to the ALDS. But if not, we'll uh, you know tell you what talk about what happened over the weekend, and hopefully it's all good stuff. So um, until then, uh, gear up, get ready to be emotionally uh, putting your I guess heart through some serious work over the weekend, I guess to say the least. Uh, and we will be back with you next week to talk about how it all went down. Uh, in the meantime, rate, review, subscribe, uh, follow us on social at Cal Penal Pod, and we'll check you guys later. <laughs> <laughs>